The Hicks are one hungover bunch. They're hungry, but it's too early for lunch. Goldstein gives the hockey twits a lesson on performing a mitzvah, while the Hicks go to Modine's for brunch. That fresh produce stand there, that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Doran's podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Freaky Friday. And that means we are once again hanging out at the Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show, Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is sick, tight, hype. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya, and online we have Squirrely Matt, the verklempt Victor, and joining us tonight, performing her mitzvah for the year, she is the moderator on the Letterkenny subreddit and Discord, she's a frequent contributor on our DM group, a Patreon, and a mensch, she's a real mensch, please join me in making some noise for awesome! Wondrous! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I regret nothing! Uh, Welcome to the Produce Stand Awesome. I'll take being a mensch, absolutely. (laughs) See, I did a little bit of research to try to get that intro right. Uh, Good for you. What is it? uh, You didn't say wench. Shabbat Shalom or is it Shalom Shabbat? It's Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. So uh, happy happy, uh, Sabbath for you. And uh, thank you. Welcome to the Protestant once again. Uh, since uh, we kind of already know each other, we're just going to get right into it. How are you now? Tonight's lineup, great. tonight's lineup will be Al, Victor, Tanya, Matt, and our guest, Awesome, will have the final word. Uh, so, my week, it's been quite the eventful week. I mean, last Saturday we had our, our get together. Our, we finally got together and broke bread with each other in person at the Keg Steakhouse in Vaughn. And we got, I got to uh, share the uh, lovely ornaments that uh, Heather uh, Trollinger made for us. And uh, it was amazing. We had a great time. I think, uh, well, I think we had a really fun time. There's a packed house there. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, we, what, what a meal, man. I was so full at the end of it. But there's always room for Billy Minor Pie. So, uh, yeah. So that was fun. Not the truth. Yeah. And uh, a couple other things, I got. I started watching Secession this week uh, on, you know, Victor's uh, recommendation. So far, so good. There's a lot of despicable characters in this show. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to see some of them hopefully redeem themselves. But at the very least, there's Kieran Culkin, who's by far the most talented of the Culkins. Wow, he's he's such a great actor. Um, Is he in that? Yeah, he's yeah. one. Of, yeah, yeah, he's, right. he's one of the main guys. Yeah, he's so good. he's he's a lot of fun and. Yesterday, I, I, I as soon as it came out, I started to get back the Beatles doc, and I'm I'm loving this. It is so so good. Like it's like watching what well, you're watching history. Like you're watching them write these amazing songs. Like the moment that they come to life, that they're born, and it's amazing. It's it. I highly highly recommend it. I, uh, so far, there's two parts. I watched the first part and uh, about a quarter through the second part, and I'm just just loving it. i don't want it to end it's so such a real such a great documentary uh yeah nothing to say that highly recommend it victor how about you yeah um you know uh, uh on the weekend got together with a bunch of dgens and uh, <laughs> had a good time um uh, hey uh related to uh uh to, well loosely related to your uh 
uh, Beatles. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see uh, the movie yesterday? It yes, was, I love that movie. Yeah, it was fun. That yeah. was a fun movie. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's a recommend for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we started watching another show uh, this week, um, Shrink Next Door. The what? The Shrink Next Door. Will Ferrell and um, oh, is that any good? Not a huge Paul Will Rod? Ferrell fan. But. All right. All right. Yeah. So I'm not a Will Ferrell fan at all, uh, to be honest, but, uh, except I liked him in Elf, but really nothing else. Um, and, and he's really good in this, uh, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's a very uneasy show. Like it's not a show that you can watch and relax and feel good and laugh because you're just, it's just, there's, you know, you're just waiting for the comeuppance. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for something bad to happen, and you're just hoping. You're hoping there's it will turn out in a good way. Okay, but you just have this terrible feeling that it's not. And and so and if it doesn't turn out in a good way, you feel like you're, you you would have been duped, and mm-hmm. you would have invested this time in a show that you're going to end up hating at, at the end of it. Right. So I so 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 we're watching it with much trepidation. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so, always so, good in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyway, well, I gotta say, I'm, I'm watching secession in the same way. I'm like watching it just going, I'm not a fan of any of these characters. Yeah, They're yeah, all really horrible people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but so, then that one is a little easier because you're not rooting for anybody really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause they're all scum. Right. But with, with this one, like, you know, it's, it's a real spectrum. So, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say anymore. You watch it for yourself. Decide. But, yeah, I'll uh, have to check yeah. it out. Yeah, that reminds yeah. me. We uh, Tanya and I did watch and and finish uh, Only Murders in the Building. That's the one with mm-hmm. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and yeah. what's her name? The the singer. Uh, Selena Gomez. Gomez. Selena yeah. Gomez. Yeah. And it was surprisingly good. We enjoyed it. Like I I was I had no expectation of it. So, but it it. it yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I heard good things about mm-hmm. it too. Just mm-hmm. not enough for me to yeah. want to watch it. If yet. you like a whodunit kind of thing, and and okay. if you're a fan of either Steve Martin and or Martin Short, you should watch it. And Selena Gomez is actually really good in it too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, highly recommend. Um, Tanya, how's your week? Uh, I've had uh, probably one of the most exhausting weeks. Uh, thus oh, far. we heard that one before. Tanya. I know. Right. I'm like, I'm like on repeat, but, um, like just to tell you, my brain is so not at full strength or working properly at all. I went to change the load of laundry and, um, <laughs> before coming on and I somehow, um, emptied out the dryer, um, started loading the washer and then I'm like, well, what's in the dryer? And I'm like, oh my God, I put the dirty clothes on top of the clean clothes. I didn't take the clean clothes out. I just made more in there. And I'm like, where, where, uh, yeah, the, so brain's not working. Brain is not working. So right this now. should be fun tonight. Oh yeah. We will, we will take advantage. <laughs> yes. Sorry. So, uh, y'all have to carry me on this one. <laughs> it's just not going well, but All we right. got the Christmas tree up. So that was, that was a nice thing to do this week. Yeah. That was it's, not the, it's not December yet. <sighs> yeah, it's we, after, it's after Remembrance Day. Yeah. I, I, That's I, the rule. I make her wait until after Remembrance Day <laughs> or else she'd have it up like November 1st. So at least I got that. And but. we got one warm day out of this. <laughs> week i think we had like a plus seven mm-hmm. and i'm like oh we gotta get on that so i in the middle like it was quite dark outside and i'm like we gotta hang the lights now mm-hmm. outside we gotta do this before we go any further so um yeah alan was rather uh, not happy with the idea of trying to hang lights and not being able to see what's going on. i mean ad- admittedly they're easier to see uh, you know but uh 
the objects you're hanging them on is not easier to see. So <laughs> it was, it got a little treacherous, but anyway, we got it done. No one, no one was hurt. <laughs> no one was injured in that act. Matt, how's your week? Yeah. I mean, I think like Tanya, my week was a little fuckery, but I'm going to focus on the good. Hmm. Um, so yeah, dinner was a blast. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had, that was, that was so much fun. Um, Victor, I'll have to tell you, you won Jen over. Uh, she right. thought you were fucking hysterical between the Bocaccini fight and the double serving of dessert. Um, she uh, couldn't get enough of you. So good on you, bud. Can't take Victor anywhere. <laughs> oh my God. And, and now did anyone catch it? My, my favorite part of the whole night was it was kind of a silent moment. Our server came over and leaned in and she's like, she was talking with Victor. She's like, he's passionate, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and it was i felt sorry for the couple sitting beside us but oh my god i haven't laughed that hard in a while so thank you guys just, that was a fun night yeah you just have to wind victor up and he'll oh. he'll entertain you for the whole night it was so good uh but aside from that yeah i mean we i haven't put the tree up but we put the lights up we took advantage of the nice day as well mm -hmm. um the other thing that, that was weird so Jenna's asked me, she's like, what do you want for Christmas? And I don't know if I'm just at that age where I just don't want things or need things anymore. I don't have an answer for her. Yeah. She's anything like, you want, something. you buy, right? You don't need it. Well, yeah. and, and, and literally there's nothing I want. Mm -hmm. So the only thing I wanted was a video game, which I bought myself because she won't actually buy me <laughs> video games and I don't play a lot of games, but she's made it very clear. I'm not ever going to support that. <laughs> so I went out and bought myself a Zelda game earlier this week and I love it. I've been playing it. So I'm good. I don't need anything else. So uh, there's that. And then my stickers arrived. Yes. Yay! Crystal did not stiff me. Uh, the the letter Kenny leave did not happen. It They did arrive and they're fantastic. And now I'm just in the struggle of figuring out where the hell to put them. I, uh, I pinged her actually earlier laughing because um, I feel like it's the toughest decision I've made all week because I don't know which sticker <laughs> and where to put on my car. And I actually sat there with the group of them holding them up against my car for like a half hour earlier today. And I, I still, there's nothing on the car. So. Well, if, if you want to catch other letter Kenny fans, the only one to put on your bumper is the allegedly one. That's, well, that's and, and, I, and, I, and I drive a small Mazda three hatchback. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the, and it, it, it's one of the newer ish models. So mm -hmm. it's got a good slope. I don't, I kind of want to put it on the window, but I feel like it's too much of a slow. I don't know. I'm way overthinking this thing. <laughs> yes. It sounds uh, like it. <laughs> so I will eventually get a sticker on my car the rest. I don't know where I'm going to put them or what I'm going to do with them, but I put have one on them. your laptop. Yeah. Well, well, I thought about that too. The only laptop I have is a work laptop, which I'm not opposed to doing, but I feel like my lap, my work lease is almost up and I don't oh. want to waste the sticker. Yeah, so no, I need no. to figure out when that's going to happen. Yeah. So then I can do that. So, so yeah, I've thought that I have way, I told you I'm way overthinking. <laughs> yes, you are. Put it on your glasses. Uh, yes, Tanya. So <laughs> yes, I, I have a suggestion. Uh, <laughs> yes, when sometimes I'm having a struggle with where to put the sticker, I just uh -huh. use some uh, double-sided tape uh -huh. and just put it there temporarily and then uh -huh. feel it for a little bit. Live, it with, live with it. Live with bit. it, see okay. it, oh. look at it. And then when you're ready to commit, then slap it on. All right. Oh, I have a great idea for you. You know how you cut those little holes for your nipples in the shirt? Put them <laughs> on your nipple. There you go. <laughs> those could be your pasties. Okay, speaking Give your balls of balls a tug right on my nipple. Okay, speaking of balls, I I wanted to talk to you about balls. Oh boy. Oh yeah. So I okay, so I had this conversation with my parents this week. Um, okay. Whoa. Yeah. There's way too many questions already. <laughs> so so my family for Christmas, we pull names and then we have to say, you know, give three, like we pull names and we buy for that person that we 
pulled, whatever. And um, it's called the Secret Santa. Secret Santa, sure. So <laughs> new, I knew. You ever heard I know, about right? Right? Oh my God! I told you, people, I am not on the ball today. So, <laughs> okay. So my dad says that he wants nuts, and so that prompts me to think about uh, sacks, underwear, and nuts, and where you can stick them. So I, I, I tell my parents about, and they killed themselves laughing like so hard both of them and my and before and while i'm talking my my dad is looking it up to find out what the description is and killing himself laughing even harder and then just to add to it alan um put it on his wish list of what he would like for my family to buy him <laughs> as he should is sacks, nut. sacks, nut. sacks uh, underwear, sacks yeah. underwear. Yeah. Anyways, it was very comical. So thanks for the I, laugh. I treated again. myself to five new pairs, actually. Do they come with different ball sizes? No, there's no magnum. <laughs> right, like, like if you're out size, what do you do? Do you just like squish them in there? Or? Oh man, that's not. That sounds painful. Yeah, it's not as complicated as it sounds, <laughs> but they're wonderful. I've yeah. had a very pleasant week. Well, you wouldn't want them loose, or else then it really kind of loses its its. Oh, well, that's it's the whole point of wider. Unless you're trying to conceive, then you definitely want them loose, right? Oh, well, I'm done. No, no, I've been no, there, done exactly. that. Got the t-shirt, got the two loose. kids upstairs. They're done. Yeah, yeah, they're still very loose. It's just a divider. <laughs> yes. That's all it is. And, and they're a match. wonderful, wonderful divider. Mm -hmm. Makes your life so much more heavenly. There you go. That's it. Sax, we, uh, we're looking for sponsors. Uh <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, at sex on Twitter. <laughs> happy uh, uh, late uh, belated uh, Turkey Day there, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Happy oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And happy Black Friday today. Oh, fuck Black Friday, y'all. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, give, give me your opinion on this, Awesome. I, I get I get a kick out of this every year, especially in the U.S., knowing that the day of thanks is immediately followed with the day of binge shopping for <laughs> shit. Well, I mean, you know late stage capitalism what are you gonna do right uh like if my person me personally stay the fuck home like don't because especially this year it's been really really blatant like places are not actually having black friday sales they they put their prices up and then they have like the Black Friday pre-sale so they can say, oh, we knocked 25% off it. And then on Black Friday itself, you know, it's still just 25% off that already inflated price. Mm -hmm. So you're not actually getting a deal. Yeah. Like there's no point. There is no point. It is just mass consumerism and it's stupid. It is so stupid. Just fucking search online for a discount. Yeah. Stay the fuck home. Mm -hmm. Please do not make retail people have to keep turning out for this farce. Well, that's not going to happen, but I agree with you for sure. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. But but how was your, your week? Yeah, how was your week? Yes. <laughs> Other than that. Um, Sorry, I derailed us a bit there. Was, was the family dinner, you know, uh, uh, peaceful? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, it was just me, my husband, his parents and his brother and sister and their two kids. Mm -hmm. Um and, you know, we just had like a nice quiet dinner, not, you know, busy or anything. Um, tomorrow I'm going over to my mom's family. We're just going to have a game night because my uncle is in town. He's he lives out of state. Fun. You're going to um, play a letter. Kenny Monopoly. Did you see that? That's out. 
I I have seen that. Yeah, I've I've known that was coming down the pipe for a while. Um, The other thing is, uh, no, I don't have a copy yet. I'm hoping to score one. Um, No, but uh, the other thing is, is, yeah, I've just been trying to keep on top of like Bell Media and New Metrics, like press releases about Letterkenny and posting about it and trying to like cross over to Twitter and making sure everybody knows and just trying to hype up the show. That's I figure in another week or so, we're due for another video of some kind, another teaser. Um, slightly less than a week. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, the same yeah. thing happened last year, so that's what I'm expecting. Last year, they yeah. they posted the, that whole cold open with the with the accent, so I'm, I'm hoping that they do something similar this year. That is the plan. Mm-hmm. That is the plan. All right. Well, Tanya, you said you were pretty... Uh, you know, tired. Do you uh, need a coffee? Yes. Uh, Victor, do you need a coffee? I'd have a coffee. Matt, how about you? Surprised we're not having coffee right now. Great, because as you know, Diabolical Coffee is now being served at the produce stand. It is devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. There is a roast for all tastes and even some you didn't know you wanted. You can order whole bean, coarse and standard grind and espresso, or if you're like Tanya and me, there's a cake-up option for single-cup brewers. And for the duration of this season of the podcast, you can use the promo code PRODUCESAN for 10% off anything in the store. That's 10% off all coffee and merchandise. I can't think of a better uh, Christmas gift for somebody who likes coffee. And, uh, you know, he's got great swag too, so check that out. Thank you, Diabolical Coffee, for your support this season, and thank you, Eric. (laughs) And speaking of support, we have uh, 14 new Twitter followers. So welcome to uh, Corey Pru from um, Burnaby, BC, Tim Johnston, uh, Joe Middleton from Toronto, Anthony Knollwood, uh, overreactive pop culture news for nerds and geeks from Minneapolis, uh, Joel uh, Zimmerl from um, Los Angeles, Xander LaFranc, Joyful Designs Limited. Uh, <clears throat> that's a, uh, that's a, uh, uh, Heather's uh, company there, uh, Michigan's Squirrely Dan, uh, Joel Gagne from uh, Sudbury, Dave David Newman, Sarah Keller, Victor Palomino from Kentucky, and Christian Vester from Eastern Slopes of the Rockies in Alberta. Uh, thank you all for following and hopefully for listening. Previously on Letterkenny. Last week we recapped and reviewed season th- or episode three of season nine, Scorched Earth, with our friend Crystal, and that episode got a fresh rating from everyone, every single one of us, except Matt, who inexplicably gave it a clearance. Uh, according to our scientific Twitter poll, 77.3% of you were right, and 22.7% were as wrong as Matt was. So this week, we recap and review episode four of season nine. I've done my homework. Victor, have you done your homework? It is. <laughs> Tanya, have you done your homework? It is. Matt, have you done your homework? Once. <laughs> awesome. Have you done your homework? <laughs> All right. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. You guys, uh, we open with Squirrely Dan waiting on Ellen for a double date with Wayne and Rosie. Squirrely Dan is hoping to have a normal date with regular conversations where the topic doesn't turn up to turn to sex because that's all they ever talks about is sex. Uh, Ellen arrives and introduces herself to Wayne and Rosie, who are on their best behavior. Uh, Squirrely Dan offers to, Ellen a be- to get Ellen a beer, and Ellen offers to get her get it herself and offers to get one from her- for everyone else. So she asks Wayne and Rosie if they like beer. Of course. You labat your ass, we do. Ron, what, I haven't seen Gail in a hot sec. Maybe we could convince her to moose head on over. She was whipping up some Carl's Burgers last I checked. Best Cronenburgers in Letter High Kenny. Uh, Rosie compliments Ellen, saying that she's a pretty gal. Uh, she could be a modelo. 
Uh, this gets a low, a Michelob bones from Wayne. Uh, Gail approaches their table and continues the beer themed jag, but she takes it to the typical Gail direction, which gets Ellen going as well. I was booking my pap smear. Cause pure <laughs> needless to say, don't take this bud lightly. Done so much toe curl in this quarter. I'm pert near strong bow legged. Better trim your Anheuser Bush. Ellen. I'm light on Bush actually. I'm Bush light. Good. Makes it easier for the guy known to Inspector Stella Artois. Not the most ideal time for Alexander <laughs> Queefs, eh? Hey, if you've got the schlitz. Bell told me one time I had a scent that could only be described as bohemian. Well, once a blue moon, I also smell like the Pacifico. Something straight out of Bavaria. Not to harp on it all day, but... That's the risk you take exploring this old speckled hen. It's as if sometimes I just bear no soul. You'll see all the bad habits this lifestyle fosters. Do they still make you rolling rock a piss into a cup? They do, but careful. They can test your pee for kokanee. Ah, the coronads on doctors these days. You know, doctors do the most most and dry reps of anyone, right? Still, I wouldn't mind one between my smith wickets. Anyhow... Gail tells Squirrely Dan that she likes Alan and cut to Squirrely Dan and Wayne outside with the dog. Squirrely Dan says it never takes long. Wayne's surprised they emitted a, a, a beer vagina themed pun like red stripes and we cue the theme. All right. I guess it starts with me first. Um, I loved the idea of, of a double date with Squirrely Dan, Alan, Wayne and Rosie. And I wish they hadn't wasted it on a cold open. I got to say, I wish that that was like, an episode or, or, you know, a main storyline, an episode, this cold open was fine. It was just fine. You know, I guess if you're a, a, a beer fan, you'll really appreciate all the different puns. I, I appreciated many of them, but for me, it was just kind of a, an okay cold open, nothing too, too great about it. Victor, what do you think? Same as each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like uh, 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 they, Exactly. They, they should have saved that for for the body of an episode. They mm -hmm. really should have. It would have been so much fun. Uh, in terms of the cold open itself, there was some cleverness to it. Uh, uh, you know, I, if you're into if you're into all the different beers, like, it's just like I enjoy when they do the wrestling bits and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So probably if I was like a, a really huge beer connoisseur, um, I, I, you know, maybe it, it wouldn't have made it better. It just like, it is what it is. It yeah. just, it wasn't funny. There wasn't anything funny about it as, as, as all it is. Yeah, it was like, a lot of, I, a lot of like, clever stuff, but yeah, nothing it was clever, but it wasn't funny. Nothing so, too yeah. funny. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. uh, Tanya, what do you think? Well, there was the exchange, the looks, um, you know, as Ellen and, and Rosie were talking and, uh, you know, Wayne mm -hmm. and Rosie, uh, kind of their, the look of shock and awe uh, that the conversation was was going that far. Like, kind of had to to laugh too that, you know, uh, here um, Squirrely Dan thinks that he can bring Ellen to Modine's where Gail works <laughs> and not have a conversation about sex. Like, he's purposely saying, okay, let's not have a sex conversation for once. And I'm like, dude, why'd you bring her there then? Yeah, like, should have taken her to church. Not, Actually, no, not church either. I don't no, know where you take her. Letter Kenny, there's no safe probably place. Probably not. <laughs> maybe the strippers? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's where they don't talk about sex. I don't know. Yeah. I just thought that was comical. <clears throat> I know. I, I, I We've watched this twice and you laughed we both did. times when, when Gail said that uh, she's been told she smells like a bohemian <laughs> down there. That's so, a great line. So I know you laughed that. That is that a line. great line. I love that line. I'm like, so it's, it's such a descriptive, yeah. like very, I yeah. love that word. I yeah. just love it now. Matt. 
Yeah, I mean, I, there's a couple. Of, so first, I was tripped out right away when Dan kicked it off. I'm so used to hearing Wayne mm-hmm. do yes. the opening yeah. little <laughs> the other day, and to Dan, so that threw me right off. Um, yeah, it was fine. It was clever. I, you know, Victor made reference to the wrestling one. I, not that I'm a big wrestling fan or anything, but I thought that one made a lot more sense and I enjoyed it a lot more. They did the same thing here. And yes, I am a beer guy and mm-hmm. I got it. It was super clever. There was a, there were some really good ones that I really felt yeah. that Al, Ellen and Gail carried it when they, mm-hmm. when they took over, there was some, I, I definitely laughed pretty hard at a couple of the comments they made. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was fun. Um, yeah i don't know there wasn't much beyond that it it was just a fun laugh um i gotta say though our boy dan he's having the time of his life right now let's just call it out let's just call this out yes that's his girl bravo squirrely yes bravo squirrely dan um enjoy my friend yes it's amazing that he was ever you know stuck between lavina and her like oh doesn't right doesn't make much sense but uh well it depends i mean but uh, yes to no it depends on what you're looking for sure but Mm -hmm. good on him he's having he's having some fun and uh, i love it i think i think it's really fun to 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 love them together so that good on Mm -hmm. Uh, awesome what did you think of this so I actually really like this cold open. Um, have any of you ever heard of uh, John Valby, who is a stand-up comedian? Um, no, that not. doesn't ring a bell. Is that we just okay. dumped he, here in the I, I, uh, chat? Yeah, that's what I just dropped here in the chat. It's the beer poem. And how long is if it? If you can imagine this, it's it's a a couple of minutes. Um, if you can imagine it, it's even more filthy than like and foul than mcmurray ever gets so like i don't know this may be something for the after show well let let me just play a little excerpt of here and let's hear it all right let's do it candy bar poem we got any veterans out there all right well listen uh we finally wrote a beer poem you want to try it all right it goes the ice house was rocking because the slits were all there guys were popping silver bullets there was bush in the air while the bats blew a Canadian, Jenny creamed up her twat, gave Southern comfort to Samuel Adams while Molson licked her golden spot. Paps put up a blue ribbon and said, we'll have a competition to see which lady's honey brown is truly fucking bitching. Julian <laughs> read the results. Miss Miller won, we laughed. But when she spread her legs, we all felt the genuine draft. Oh. <laughs> but did you hear a whistle? <laughs> the orgy that followed was a real wild turkey. I was smirring off the juice from my little beef jerky. Oh. Johnny Walker blacked out and woke up to find Pete's wicked moose head shoved up in his behind. Oh, boy. All right. Foster had a Spanish. We're going <laughs> to. <laughs> We're gonna cut it off yeah, there. We'll, we'll cut it off there. That's the well done, beer awesome. beer poem by John Valby. If you guys want to look it yeah. up on YouTube, there's another minute of that. I mean, again, clever. And because we're all listening communally, we there was yes. a lot more laughing than when when I was watching this cold open. But I mean, yeah, uh, it was highly clever. relevant. Well yes. done. Yes, very very. If well I done. knew all the beer references, yeah, I think it would have been way way funnier. Well, I did know them all. Yeah, That's yeah. Funny. It's okay, not funny. Well, it's, it's 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 familiar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I knew I, more I, of those ones than I did the Letter Kenny ones. Right. 
Really? Yeah. So I actually sat down, I did a count mm-hmm. and between Wayne and Rosie in their little conversational in that front half of the conversation, they got 16 different ones yeah. in there. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a lot of um, them that don't even sound like beer names, but are that I, that I recognize. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and between Gail and Alan in their little half side, half of the conversation, there's 22. Wow. Mm. So 36 altogether that you could count. Yeah. That I could count. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty up on my beers. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like a nerd about that shit or anything, yeah. but um, yeah. <clears throat> I, one I of my I, favorites was definitely Stella Artois. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'd heard of all of them. And if they're ones that I didn't know, they just went past me. I didn't realize it was even a beer. But are they Canadian I, I thought, or are they U.S. There's or blend? blend. Yeah, there's there's lots of they did Harp and Guinness and Smithix. Foster's and was in there. Foster's, yeah, Foster's, yeah. Soul and yeah. yeah. Bohemian, Old Speckled Hen. Yeah, oh, one. Bohemian yeah. is a is a beer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Good I didn't beer, know that. So there you go. The one thing you no, left. It's like, it's, it's like Pabst, right? It's like a $2 beer in yeah, a college yeah. bar. Oh, and by I bar, I mean, it's like under the student yeah. uh, union building. And it's the American it's version of Labatt Blue. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't it's know bad. that. <clears throat> anyway, so we'll, uh, we'll move on to scene one. The Hicks are sitting in the farmhouse kitchen. Everyone's a wee bit hungover. Rosie asks Katie, who's cooking? Katie says it ain't her. Uh, Squirrely Dan says, no one wants to cook when they're hungover. Katie doesn't want to cook, even considering the amount of time uh, cooking takes versus the amount of time it takes to eat. Uh, It's like driving for an hour to a movie theater, watch a five minute short film. Rosie adds, but dudes who can cook can get it like uh, Wolfgang Fuck and Bobby Lay and uh, David Ban and or Bam and um, uh, Gordon Rams. Bang. Bang. Sorry, I I missed a G there. Gordon Rams May and uh, Wayne still thinks Ramsey fucks with his hair too much. Uh, Derry guesses that it's good that Gail is serving lunch at Modine. Or no, what is this? No, it's good that Gail's serving brunch at Modine's today. There you go. Is she really? You heard it here first. But I think brunch is a little bit. Hmm. Oh, I 100% think brunch is a little bit. Mm. You could just as easily call it late breakfast and avoid the... <laughs> yeah, the term brunch is definitely what makes it a bit... Mm-hmm. Well, since none of us feels like cooking, and Gail does, why don't we boot on over to Modine's for some <laughs> brunch? I'll oh, I boot over, Rosie boot over. I'll boot over. Dan boot over. I boot over. Katie boot over. I boot over. Gary boot over. I'm surprised we're not booting over right now. <laughs> Fuck, boys. Let's boot it. Uh, Riley and Jonesy. Uh, next scene. Riley and Jonesy arrive at the uh, arena for their beer league hockey game. Uh, it's Sunday morning, by the way. Jonesy asks Riley if he'd heard that, that China is having a shortage of ninjas. Riley wonders if they shouldn't go. Uh, coach intercepts them in the hallway. The game, the game has been canceled on account of there not being enough bodies on the other team because it's Sunday morning beer league hockey. Uh, but it's not a problem since beer league hockey isn't about playing hockey. It's more about having beers with the boys before, during, and after the game. So coach invites Riley and Jonesy for a beer. Uh, Riley and Jonesy, Jonesy don't even make an excuse. They just walk away from coach and discuss what their plan is for the rest of the day. <laughs> you think what I'm thinking? Sex. With girls! <laughs> Wheel snipe, silly boys! Wheel snipe cell phone. Wheel snipe sold me. Stick taps and dating apps. How's your swipe game, buddy? Buddy, I'm swiping on all four cylinders. I'm legendary REM frontman Michael Swipe, you? I'm Rowdy Rowdy Swiper. Mm, ripping tarps off puck picks on my Tinder. Clutch. Mandatory pick of a fish you once caught for added depth. Ripping dog picks and suited up snaps on my bumble. Dapper look appealing to the ladies have first choice for deal. Wise. Ripping travel picks and food picks on my hinge with mm. 
one well thought out office reference. Hashtag Thunder Myth. <laughs> Waitlisted for Rhea. Overrated. I gotta say though, bro, I fear we're fast approaching a world where we've smashed every smashable broad within 100 fiscal kilometers of Letterkenny. Sometimes I match with a broad and I'm like, I would smash that broad. Then I cruise through her pics and realize I've already smashed her. <laughs> with Tinder, Bumble, Hinge all dry and being on the waitlist for Raya, uh, Riley and Jonesy are back to figuring out what they're gonna do with the rest of the day. Then up walks Abby Goldstein, played by uh, Dan- Daniel Har- Harosh or Harosh. 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 Uh, he's uh, yeah. to- towing a hockey bag on wheels behind him, which really gets on Riley and Jonesy's nerves. <laughs> if you can't carry your own hockey bag, you shouldn't be playing hockey. Uh, once like, Ra- is that a thing, though? Is that genuinely a thing? That's I a thing. So. I think so. That's yeah, a thing. No, hockey players oh. don't don't carry bags with wheels. I've heard our oh, neighbor yeah. say that to his own son. Oh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to his, yeah, undersized really? yeah. 10-year-old son, yeah. Um, Riley and Jonesy get over Goldstein's wheeled hockey bag, uh, but then so then he gets down to his uh, proposition. You ever heard of J-Swipe? No. It's a dating app just for Jews. Are you Jewish? Full Jew, buddy. But we're not, we're not Jewish. <laughs> they had to check Doesn't matter. You have the option to set your profile to one. <laughs> Click that button and start smashing Jewish broads immediately. Really? You know how many Jewish broads I've smashed on there? How many? Four. Just four? That's how many Jewish blowies, though. How many blowies, though? 265, 270. Whoa, that's like a blow every single day of the year. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are looking at me right now like you've never heard about Jewish girl blowies. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, clueless is just kind of my resting face. Growing up, Jewish girls go to sleepaway summer camp every summer where they practice giving blowies for like two months. Oh, you could get really good at blowies on a program of that kind. Be blowies every day. Or blowy deschanel. David blowie. I feel like there's a lot you guys don't know about Jews. Allow me to give you your judification. Jews clues bring you up to speed on Jewish broads and their people so that you can better navigate this. Call me Jew Barrymore. I'm Jew Barrymore. All right, before I move on, um, awesome. Is this true about day camp? Summer. Okay, listen. <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. That's the question. Yes, Fair sleepaway question. camp is a big fucking deal in Jewish culture, uh-huh. especially Jewish American culture. That's not why I'm asking. We do summer sleepaway camp. And <laughs> she's dodging the question. Now. She's dodging the question. And I'm not going to dignify the question. <laughs> Thank you. Good Fine. Lord. Oh. So I but did, it's true. Some, some, I'm, so I'm, I I'm like Jonesy. I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn. <laughs> yeah, you're here to learn about blowies. Yeah, exactly. What's that, Victor? Were you? I, I did summer sleepaway camp. Uh, did you learn how to get blowies? But I never got any such uh, awakenings. <laughs> awakenings. <laughs> Instruction. All right. Uh, so uh, guys are not going to camp right now. All right. Okay. Goldstein tells Riley and Jonesy to follow him. They walk off, but not before Riley and Jonesy berate him again for uh, towing his hockey bag on wheels. Uh, When Goldstein refuses to pick it up, Jonesy picks it up and carries it for him. Uh, Next scene. At uh, Modine's three, Bonnie arrives at work with a box full of groceries to make brunch. Uh, She asks Gail if she knew that Victoria's Secret is having a shortage of models. Gail responds by saying maybe they should go. Uh, Just then, the Hicks arrive and sidle up to the bar. After a typical inappropriate Gail comment, Bonnie warns them that Gail has the hangover hornies. Uh, Katie says that uh, uh, there are two guarantees with the hangover, hungry and horny. Uh, Derry offers offers to help um, Bonnie with the groceries. 
Hey, Bonnie, you want me to help you unbox that before this place fills up? There's so much for me to work with in that sentence. I may just fall over. Um, what you got there, Bonnie's? A lot of eggs, a lot of meat. Pete's meats for Pete's. Love meat. Same. Yawn. I love meat so much, I'd wear it. Oh, like Lady Gaga at the 2010 MTV Video Music Awards? Mm, inspired by the Canadian artist Yana Sturback. Was she really? I too might have an interest in wearing meat, although it would have to be cooked or at the very least cured. Slip into a pair of boxer beefs. There's only one cure for the hangover horny scaler. Let's get hangover hammered. All right, I just uh, looked up Yana Sturback and uh, there's a picture of her in a meat dress that's, uh, wow. She was first, was she? She was first. She beat Lady was, Gaga. Was it was it cured? Uh I don't know. Check it out. 1987. <laughs> um, yeah. It's uh, an <clears throat> interesting picture. Um very progressive of her. Very progressive, yes. Uh all right. At uh let's see, where am I? They all do a shot of Gus and Brew, and then we go to next scene. Goldstein is uh giving Riley and Jonesy their uh crash course in Judaism. LK's already got a major shortage of Jewish brides. I'm talking about single digis, and I'm pretty much the only full Jew in town, which puts me in a very advantageous position. One that doesn't necessitate you two goys coming in and fucking with my raish. You just call us gays? Raish? <laughs> Goy, layman's terms for non-Jew, and raish as in ratio, as in I've got a hype ratio going, all right? I've been wheel snipe selling, like my bar mitzvah money hasn't run out, and I am not coming down from this chair. So you're like a full Jew then, hey bud? Schnoz and all, boys. So you can't eat pig? I crush mad bacon, boys. Wait, but don't Jews have to have sex like Mennonites do, where there's a sheet between them and the girl they're smashing? I crush strictly non-sheet <laughs> snap, boys. Don't get that twisted. And also, do you guys really think that all Jews are exactly alike? Uh, Jonesy apologizes for their ignorance. They're there to learn. Goldstein, Goldstein says that part of him still wants to protect his race, uh, but there's a little thing in the Jewish religion called a mitzvah. The act of doing a selfless good deed out of the kindness of one's heart. You're supposed to knock off as many of them as you can. So we're your mitzvah boys. Mitzvah men. Class is in session. Sick. Tight. Hype. Next scene, the skids are in their lair. Connor and Darian are playing with the model train loaded with (laughs) rips. Stuart is sitting in a chair looking very bored uh, while uh, Roald massages his hand. Did you know Ibiza is having a shortage of teachers? Should we go? <sighs> Stuart? You know what that was? A sigh? Twas. When was it we last ate? Um, must have been earlier tonight? It's tomorrow. How can it be tomorrow if it's today? The today you're thinking of was yesterday. Today is yesterday? <laughs> uh, so before I move on, um, Victor? What model train was that? What gauge track? Come on, give us some some uh, it's, specifics. It's, it's 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 your standard HO uh, <laughs> gauge train, and it was a diesel locomotive. Mm-hmm. And does it come? So with, what's what's HO? It's uh, it's just that's the standard gauge. Did you like there's, pause there's, it and rewind there's, it? There's and, and there's, zoom there's in? N gauge, Z gauge, HO gauge, S gauge, O gauge. Uh, and this one is HO, which is the standard. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's like Victor, falling asleep. <laughs> Victor, would you classify doing train model train rips as caboose abuse? Oh, boy. Oh, as, yes. As fun as that sounds, there was a caboose on that train, but they weren't <laughs> utilizing it. They were so, using a flatbed, and uh, uh, I believe. What you guys all don't know, and you're being all smug about this, is uh, model train rips is how Victor got through college. 
<laughs> anyway, we'll move on. Stuart can't remember what they did the night before. Rolled uh, reminds him they played Mario 64, 150cc, Acid Rainbow Road on repeat for four hours. Stuart was Peach. Stuart thinks Peach is so fucking fine. Uh, Stuart announces that what they need is sustenance. Uh, more than model train rips, they need actual food. Rolled informs Stuart that uh, post-breakfast, pre-lunch is being served at Modine's 3. Uh, so Stuart asks Rolled to brunch, but not before doing a train rip first. Next scene. Back at Modine's 3, the place is starting to fill up for brunch. The Hicks sit at the bar judging everyone who comes in, commenting on all the fedoras and trilby hats. Uh, Wayne says that's why brunch is so... And he puts his pinky up and he, um, there's just something so fucking city about it. Derry adds, when have you ever seen, heard uh, somebody from town saying, let's do brunch? Uh, Dale slams a let's do brunch sign on top of the bar. She's exempted, of course, because she's got to make a buck. Now, like town people don't say brunch, just like town people don't wear fedoras. I know lots of town people who wear fedoras. But do you care to? I don't have a problem with people that eat brunch. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with enjoying breakfast food slightly after lunchtime. My problem is with people that brunch. Yeah, it's the people that want to make sure everyone else knows they're doing brunch. It's like trying to make brunch a thing. I feel you. Ever been in the city on a Saturday or Sunday morning? <laughs> There's lineups out the door for brunch. I'm told that's every day in Vancouver. Could make a good buck making eggs for the people in line. Yeah, but see, the people in line wouldn't want them because it's not about the eggs for the people in line. It's about brunch. There is nothing cute about standing in line on a Sunday for six hours, drinking your alcoholic orange juice and aviators, eating off your $30 artisanal cheese board, listening to Gastro House. Uh, before I move on, I just want to note that Matt is now wearing his fedora. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A cheese board is on the way. And a cheese board. Oh, no, that is, uh, as Dan says, that is a dumb fucking trilby. That's a trilby? What's the difference? I don't know. So a fedora has a wider brim, and the the trilby has the brim that's, like, curled up at the back and sides and Uh, goes forward. I see. Well, there you go. It's not not very convenient for headphones. No. Just want to make note of that as well. Well, take a a screenshot. I did. I got it. We'll we'll share it out to the the DM group so they can all make proper fun of you. All right. Next scene. Oh, what's that, Victor? No. uh, Yeah. The the slimmer Mm -hmm. uh, headband, the slimmer, um, what is it, bill. Mm-hmm. is the trilby the broader one is a fedora indiana jones wears a fedora oh okay all right that makes sense yeah well admittingly this actually isn't this is jen's i just thought it was funny um <laughs> but i used to own several um back in the day you, when i thought it was cool were you into ska <laughs> uh before that actually i was i used to skank and, and ska and do all that shit <laughs> Um, and, uh, I went through really weird phases where I thought different things were cool. And I owned some fedoras. There we go. There's Victor's Victor, putting I, his I trilby on now. Yeah. Um, I also used to rock leather cuffs at one point. I don't know. Okay, I you need to take really another screenshot, phase. Matt. Of, uh, <laughs> now we, I don't have one. Cause I can't, I can't buy one that fits my head. How many do you have? Oh, that's a, that's a Heisenberg hat, isn't it? No, no. I don't know. <laughs> well, I can't see cause he's <laughs> not saying gone. anything. No, so. uh, anyway, <clears throat> anyways. I All went right. through some weird phases. 
That's all we have to say. Moving on. Uh, Stuart and Roald walk into the bar. The Hicks begin to pepper them with their usual insults, but Stuart dodges them matrix style, except Roald isn't so, so lucky. Some of the insults ricochet and got him, and he's down. Stuart delivers an overly dramatic, what happened to civility? What happened to decency? He picks Roald up and carries him out. Uh, Derry tells the others that uh, he heard that there was a shortage of rodeo clowns at the Calgary Stampede, and Katie suggests that maybe the skids should go. Next scene, Riley and Jonesy's uh, education continues. First off, Judaism, a very minor religion. Only about 0.2% of the world's population are Jews, and just about over 40% of them live in Israel. Shout out to the homeland. Although small for religion, Judaism is influential as fuck. Like Kanye? Yeah, like Kanye. Mad small, <laughs> mad influential. So right off the bat, let's start with something you know. The Jewish Bible is called the Torah. The Torah is what you know as the Old Testament. Same shit. Same shit? Same shit. Kind of lazy, no? No, mad hype. So check it out. There's this dude, Abraham, and after God goes around, asks a bunch of other dudes with other names that they want to be his chosen people. God lands on Abraham and is like, yo, want to be my chosen people or a chosen guy? Sick. They strike up a deal and become boys, and in exchange for following God, Abraham will receive hype land that he will rule, as will his future generations to follow. Israel. That's the guy. Hey. Uh, he goes on to tell them Abraham has two sons, one with his wife named Isaac and one with another, uh, another one with a, a, one of his slaves. Uh, and the, that son's name is Ishmael, who goes on to birth Islam. Uh, but this is not what Riley keys on. Wait, wait, hold up. So, so Abraham had a wife, mm-hmm. but he also had sex with his hot slave. Ever said she was hot? And then this hot slave <laughs> had a kid who fucked off and started his own shit? Yes. That's pretty baller. Very baller shit. It's like Sopranos level baller. Christopher. Uh, Goldstein says it uh, gets crazier. Tells Riley and Joan that in order to prove his loyalty, God asks Abraham to kill his son Isaac. But just before it's about to, he's about to do it, God says, just kidding. Wanted to see if you'd do it. Uh, this act of loyalty impresses uh, Riley and Jonesy. Basically, Jews will always prevail. Well, we believe it's because we follow the simple rules. We worship only one God. We study the Torah to further understand his brilliance. We procreate and make new little baby Jews. And we do hella mitzvahs. Mad mitzvahs. Basically comes down to being good people, doing good things out of the kindness of your hearts and not merely for your own benefit. Hence, me risking my rage by welcoming you guys to J-Swipe. Thanks, buddy. And furthermore, educating you on Judaism so that you can flex knowledge on slash impress Jewish bronze. Thanks, bro. Got you. Goldstein tells Riley and Jonesy that they're honorary Jews now and asks them what their first mitzvah is. Uh, next scene, back at Modine's three, the Hicks have just finished their brunch and they're stuffed. Rosie and Wayne split to rock a nap-ish. Uh, they walk off and whisper <clears throat> off to a whisper of cor- or a chorus of whispers of sex, 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 sex from a steward enrolled. Uh, the skids also ex- uh, excuse themselves. They're off to play Super Mario and do rips. Uh, Katie says there are three things that are guaranteed in the hangover. Hungry, horny, and hibernate. Squirly Dan asks if they want to go watch the movie Twisters. Bonnie asks if it's even on. Squirly Dan figures there's a baker's dozen channels that have it on loop 24 hours a day. So Squirly Dan, Katie, and Derry leave to watch Twister. Uh, Bonnie likes the brunch program. Finish mid-afternoon and close the business down siesta style for a few hours. She wishes Gail luck with the hornies and joins the others for the movie. As Bonnie leaves Gail, Dickens walks in and sidles up to the bar. Jim Dickens, you all hung over? Stuart and Roald pop up back up from behind the bar, whispering sex, 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 sex. Final scene. Riley and Jonesy come out of the dressing room with a group of little kids carrying their bags and sticks. Goldstein sees them. 
Boys, minutes into honorary Jewhood and you're already ripping hype mitzvahs. Oh, good thinking, because you hate wheels on bags for adults, but these little bagel bites, they kind of need them until they grow big enough to carry their own gear. You're never too young to carry your bag into the rink. If you can't carry <laughs> your bag into the rink, you really shouldn't be playing hockey. Selfless acts, boys. What do you say we go smash some J-Sweet? You know, we really appreciate you risking your race for us. We'll just give you a head start. Yeah. Mm. Plenty to keep us busy. Right here. Like what? Go to mommy. Sick. Tight. Hype. And fade to black. All right. That's the episode, and I guess I start. Oh, man, where do I start with this? Let's see. I mean, I already, <laughs> we already talked about the cold open, and it was just, just okay. And, uh, I mean, the rest of this episode was just okay it wasn't there wasn't a lot it wasn't a lot of stuff that i could pick out that was like super great it was just okay it wasn't horrible it wasn't bad just okay i can't even think of anything that stands out other than riley and jonesy and and them uh you know playing along and learning about judaism and and them going crazy about somebody <coughs> who dares to pull a hockey bag behind them on wheels uh uh, Riley gives some pretty funny faces where he's got like an eye twitch going, which is pretty impressive to, to be able to pull off. And Jonesy's comments about it, 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 that's his resting clueless face. That's probably the line of the episode for me. I, I thought it was, yeah, it was so perfect and, and well delivered. Other than that, I mean, the brunch thing was, was interesting. Um, it's kind of the reverse of uh, we don't fight at weddings where it's not the city. It's being idiots towards the, the country bumpkins. It's the other way around. It's the Hicks being, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, in, intolerant of the city people and, and their brunch uh, routine. I love brunch and I'm not from the city. So and Toronto's a big brunch city, but, um, you know. Brunch is a bit, I'm a fan of brunch. Anyway, uh, I can't say much about this, except uh, it's just an okay episode. It's kind of very, very kind of middle of the road. Victor, what do you think? I wish we could have just uh, stayed with the train uh, <laughs> for, for the entire episode. And, uh, you know, then I think we would have, uh, we, we, we would have been good, but it kind of went off the rails. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, there we go. Delicious uh, pun, Victor. Go- yeah, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. You're doing well. And, and, and the thing is, the, uh, the thing about the whole brunch thing is I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I, I don't get, I don't get it. I've never heard people being offended by brunch before. <laughs> I never even thought of it as a thing. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's just, it's like it, for me, brunch is no different than lunch or dinner. You, you go and you have, you go and you have brunch. <laughs> you don't, it's not a, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't associate it with a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like whence comes this animosity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't understand where it's, I've never seen it, and I've never heard it pointed out the way it has in this episode, or really in any way. So I was a little bit, uh, de- I guess, de- detached from that. Well, but and you live in Toronto. The- you live in I, Toronto, which I, is which uh, in Toronto brunch is a big thing. But actually, in small towns, not a big thing. It's a thing. No, it's no. a big thing. It's a big thing. No, it's not a big thing. It's a thing. Okay, yeah. but it's a thing enough that you recognize it as a normal thing. Yeah. Toronto is known as a brunch city. Trust me. That's 
You you, okay, li- you uh, live there. You don't you know. Just say that? I'm not just saying say that. that. It's, no, <laughs> then you might as well say that breakfast is a big thing. No, no, you're missing. There's more people think... going for breakfast than there are going for okay, brunch. You passionate, Listen, passionate, passionate man, you. I think I think what it is is because they are farmers. Like you wake up bloody early. You you start you eat and you go touring. Like there's no time for brunch. You're still working. Like it's get up, get your food and get going. And I think oh, brunch Can is- I say something actually? Yeah. Please. You get up, you get working and then you eat breakfast cuz your ass is up at 3:30 4 in the morning. You immediately get started chores. You eat breakfast at around like 6:30 yeah. and then you go back to chores. Let me read something off the internet here. Brunch isn't just a millennial movement even though they're one of the target demographics. Brunch culture is trendy in larger cities like New York and Chicago and Toronto and smaller college towns. Brunch isn't a new concept per se, but the ideas of combining alcohol and brunch and breakfast foods are, is relatively new. So brunch is not, it's not like in small towns, it's not really, a th- I mean, it's just yeah. breakfast is what you eat when you wake up and lunch is yeah. what you have in you know, as your second meal and so on and so forth. Yeah. Brunch is something you do on Sundays sometimes. Okay, it's clinical. That's it. <laughs> I just read you a, a thing. It's clinical. Yeah, okay. What, what's your source, though? I want to know your source here. Uh, this one, this and, is from... And what is the date? And what is the date? Uh, 2019, November. Yeah, 2019, November. I don't know what this is. What is the brunch capital? Oh, and by the way, the brunch capital of the world is uh, t- something Turkey. Kev- Istanbul? No, what is, it? what is it? Lunch capital of the world, Kavalti, is served all over Turkey, but in Van, an area in the country's deepest east next to Iran, is universally recognized as the world's breakfast capital. And not brunch, but I don't get that. But anyway, it, it's it's clinical. It's on the it's um it's uh oh it's, yes it's because you can totally believe everything yeah, you absolutely. read on the internet. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's coming totally. out of Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Brunch is not a thing everywhere. It's a thing in cities. And that's so that's why they're keying in on it. They're, they're like, I've never heard anyone be offended by it is all I'm because you live in the city. Exactly. Anyway, uh, what are you missing? Anything else about this, uh, Victor, other than the whole brunch thing? No, I, like I said, the, the 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 train scene was fun. There was two scenes with the with with, with the, the skid, the train, which was epic. And then. I, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell they, why did they walk into the bar in the first place? Well, they were going for brunch, but were they though? Because they left. Rold got hit by friendly or unfriendly fire. That was no, such a, that, that was, was such so a weird stupid. scene. Yeah, it was. A yeah, they left like multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> and then they showed up again at the, at the oh, end yeah, of they, the bar. Yeah, they did. Ha- they ended up having brunch and then they, yeah, they left they, and came okay. back. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I missed it. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, it was comical. It was very skittish. It was definitely very skittish scene. Uh, Tan, um, I, I I disagree with you guys. Oh. I loved this one. I <laughs> really? there was so much. Wow. There was so much that I wow. that popped out at me, and and I I just I I thought it was was great. Um, did you? Okay, so it bothered me. We watched it twice. Mm-hmm. So the first time through, I'm like, what the hell is that triggering in me? And I couldn't remember. And then finally, the second time I watched it, I'm like, holy crap, this show, it, 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 it chimes into kids shows. 
And I don't know if you noticed it or not, but there's repeatedly they 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 do something that mimics a kid's show. So when uh, Wayne was at the the table, the kitchen table in the in the farmhouse, mm-hmm. um, he was going around the table going, uh, do you want uh, um, what what do you think, Katie? Do you want and it was just yeah, like yeah, four yeah. four squared. The kids show that we used to watch with the kids, the four squared. He would ask um Peppy, oh. do you do you want the right, right, and right. Okay. I would and and anyways it it mimicked that show and then again um, when Riley and Jonesy were um, having their conversation um, they they uh, coined uh, Drew's clues instead of blue blues clues Drew's clues yeah Drew's clues that was great yeah that, that so was, yeah. It, there was a, a few, yeah that that cracked me up there was a yeah. few different uh, children's shows that was <clears throat> was refer- were referenced uh, in the show mm-hmm. um, okay. The the whole uh, um, brunch thing. I love brunch. I would ha- eat brunch every brunch. single friggin' day. I, I anything that I can put more food um, on my plate and and like and and followed by mimosas. All and you. and mimosas <laughs> is like my favorite drink ever. Like that's just that yeah, that's just, just order perfect. the fucking pitcher and put it on the table. Perfect. I am like we call champagne French water, French water with juice. Love it. Bring it on. Like I everything about brunch. You know, throw me on some asparagus and eggs and like expensive eggs because if you're going out somewhere they they hike those the price of those things up but oh, you're a benedict gal i can tell oh no i can't i can't lactose oh, there's, intolerant. A, there's, a, there's a place can't. in town here that's got like 50 different kinds oh of they do though they do like, yeah that's 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 me they I have like crab cake benedict they have uh they have prime rib benedict they it's benedict they, everything yeah, they put everything on that shit. one of my favorite restaurants out here does um a lox benedict and that is the that is genuinely the only only Benedict I will eat because everywhere else you go, it's all ham. Yeah. Locks. What's so, locks again? Locks. Well, no, because smoked yeah. salmon. Oh, oh smoke. Oh, okay, okay. Smoked salmon, yeah. Uh it's it, it's it's and it's great if they use pumpernickel bread instead of uh Ooh. yeah, instead oh, of instead of English muffins, yes. Yeah, that yeah. or fucking rye. I will. I love like a sour yeah. rye. Nice. You guys are making that me hungry. Shit. I want to go I'm for brunch I'm tomorrow. Yeah. I want brunch right now. And all you so can eat. Right now. And I all you can eat brunch is like, oh yeah. my god. Well, that's. I discovered breakfast poutine where instead of mm. uh, gravy, they put hollandaise sauce and an oh, egg that's on top disgusting. of your fries. Mm. Oh, it's so, oh, that sounds delicious. Oh, it's incredible. Sounds it's like a heart attack. Absolutely incredible. It sounds oh, like when sure. we went. It sounds like when we went to to Disney World and they had macaroni and treat cheese on top of um, French fries yeah. with gravy. I'm like, holy, that's holy like American hell. poutine, <laughs> mac and cheese on fries. I would eat that. Oh. I would eat that. I would eat that. I would. Potatoes, cheese, pasta. I put it in my face. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. that's a lot. Uh, anything else you enjoyed about this? Um, okay, so <laughs> when they were talking about uh, f- uh, dudes that cook, I'd get with a dude that cooks. Man, like hey, food is. Excuse uh, me. It's uh, like food is a pre-orgasm <laughs> foreplay, a hundred percent. Like hands down, food and and uh, food is just oh just perfect. But when Tanya, it's wait done a second. Right, I feel like I feel like wait a second. So this. this if they were if they were making if they were talking about brunch as a good thing, I would get your enthusiasm. I you're you're we're all on the same page in terms of being enthusiastic about brunch. But the whole premise of this is to let's make fun of the 
brunch people, right? Even though they were uh, serving brunch at Modine. Yes, because they're in a small town. The whole whole purpose of this show is to contrast small town life to city life. That's yes, the... yes, yes, and I'm and I'm just uh, asking Tanya not to get excited <laughs> for the wrong reason. That's all. <laughs> okay, no, no, the the conversation around the breakfast table there in the kitchen, farmhouse kitchen is about food in general. Yeah, and then it shifts mm-hmm. into brunch specific, but the food brunch. in general, yes, both. Yeah, but but they went on for so long on the brunch <laughs> thing. That's what they do. Both the ladies say that men who can cook can get it, and that is true. Men who can cook can get it. Yeah. Okay. Um. But like after that generalization, then they switch into like br- mocking brunch gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, the brunch turned into the pickle. So you know, and I, I have this argument all the time. Uh, I love pickles, oh, but boy. don't put them in my sandwich. Put oh, them on geez. the side because if this you're is this, put in the sandwich, this is one of the rants he had at the keg on pickles. on Saturday yeah, night. This, was, this is so last week. <laughs> this is one of his no, rants no. on, on Saturday night. Saying, you know, it will it will do, the, the pickle will dominate the flavors, the other flavors around it. And yeah, no, brine happens. is a very strong flavor. Yeah, and that's what happened to brunch. Brunch ended up dominating that conversation. So yes, they were talking about food and you know and and guys, but the brunch ended up dominating just like how I'm dominating right now. It just became No. Uh, it's cute that you think you're dominating. No. Friday night Victor. It's cute. I I know my Freaky like my Friday. sister and I like when we are going to plan a get together, we have a very lengthy conversation about the food that's going to be made. Like we, we talk about food. So I, I can completely get behind that whole conversation. Best sentence, best line, Gail. Um, there's so much for me to work with in that sentence. <laughs> that was phenomenal. I love the way she delivered it. I thought that, yeah. that was a, a great, uh, she, she was so on the ball on this one. Uh, Riley and Jonesy. Oh my God. Like those two is just, I, they're, they're, they're two people, but they're one. Um, I loved how they checked in with each other to see whether or not they they're were Jewish. Jewish yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, that was one of the, they have to check in with each other. Right? They, I thought they were going to check. I, I thought they were going to check their drawers there for a second. <laughs> they stole the You're show. Am I circumcised? <laughs> yeah. Like they stole the show completely. Like, and, and, mm. and, you know, checking in with each other and like clueless is my resting face. As Al said, <laughs> great, Blah. great line. Great line. I, I love how. That is the best thing that Jonesy has ever fucking said. Yeah. Genuinely. I, I love how he, um, you know, had to try to help his buddy out with like, you got to look past the wheels on the on the on the thing like it was it was perfect it was just so perfect um my question is if uh riley and jonesy are now honorary jews are we also honorary jews from watching the same thing and and learning what they learned Uh, okay check that box off now no hold on there is only me and Victor here, and that means that we're like eight people short of a minion. So I can't right. say one way or another. Oh, you need a, you need minions? What 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 does this book mean? A minion have to do with is this? a group of oh. ten or more adult Jews who can like confer between the lot of us and, and come to a decision. Well, so so I'm sorry. Goldstein, what? Goldstein didn't say that Riley and Jonesy were. Well, he said they were honorary Jews. They but did. He, but he said all you have to do to join this app is to say you're willing to convert. 
uh, and then you're allowed to be on the app. Right? And then he said that they're honorary That's Jews correct. now. Yeah. Go go forth and Jew. Yeah, or right. Whatever. Jew. No, and again, he has no authority <laughs> to say that because he's not a rabbi, and there is no minion. Yeah. Okay. Right. So wait, I gotta. Oh, we've got to circle back now. <laughs> so a group of Jews. A, a group of a, t- a ten Jews, uh, so a group of ten At Jews least. is is a minion. Is a minion. M I N Y A N. I got it. Y A N. Gotcha. Not, not those yellow guys. I was just I was picturing the yellow. I was picturing all I hear. Those yellow guys. All I hear in my head is the boy. The boy. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> I've got to add that to my grouping list because, like, that was a that's a surprising learn for me. A murder of crows, a murder a, of a crows, fluddle a of, gag, a fluddle a of dicks, of a gaggle of geese. And thanks to this a podcast, we know. A f- and now a minion of Jews. And don't forget the, the fluddle of dicks because I, lo- I had to look that one. Fluddle of dicks. Yeah. It's not a collective noun. We, hold it's on, just we, a noun. Are we teetering on not PC here? Because. We're not no. meaning that. We're killing Victor. Like, <laughs> you're killing me. I just, I'm just a little more verbal. <laughs> all right. Can we move on? Maybe. Uh, um, did, you have, did you make all your Oh, points? no, 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 no. Oh. I have another one. Fuck. Um, Dickens coming in and the camera cutting off his head. Love, <laughs> love, love that. I thought that was freaking hilarious that they didn't scan oh, at up. at the end there, yeah. Yeah, they didn't scan up. And then the skids, like, again, just popping up at the end of the bar. Like, sex, 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 and, sex, and, and yeah. Sex, 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 sex. And now we know from our interview from uh, with Tyler that that was improvised, that they added that during, uh, during the scene. Oh, did they then? Yeah. All right. He enrolled, started just saying sex, 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 sex. And, uh, and, and I think uh, either Kiso or Tierney said, we like that. Do that again and, and just keep on doing that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, that I seems to be how a lot of this show gets made. Yeah. Hey, I like what you did there. Yeah. Keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, Matt, what did you think God, of this uh, episode? Damn it. So there's pros and cons to going last. Well, you're not you're last first. yet. Awesome's last. You're not last, well, bud. I know. I know. And I know I know. Awesome always has lots to say. So she's mm-hmm. good. She's good. <laughs> I love you, Awesome. We've, we've, got we've already said everything great. you wanted to say. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. Yeah. And even like the what, what she just said. But was who said it my, better? My, well, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well played. Um, yeah, I mean, so I will loop back to Al. I, I do tend to agree with you. The episode as a whole, didn't do a whole lot for me. But what it did do, and what I think has been pointed a lot, is I focused in on little small trinkets throughout the show that made me laugh quite hard mm-hmm. um, in weird moments. Like, yes, the, the the Jews Clues thing killed me and more relevant because I am actively watching Blues Clues right. <laughs> on the daily with a two-year-old. And let me tell you, if you haven't, if you don't ever watch this, Josh from Blues Clues, the new guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could listen to that guy all day. He oh, is yeah? the most calming. Better than Steve like, and Joe? No, no, they're all good. They, oh. They're all the same person. I'm telling <laughs> know, you, it's fucking weird. <laughs> they, 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 there's, they've typecasted this role. Mm-hmm. And, and you're just like, I can, he, when he talks to the camera, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the only one in the world. <laughs> and it's amazing. I'm so, t- my girlfriend <laughs> went. 
crush Matt? No, I don't. He's just, he's very, he's very you engaging. fucking liar. My girlfriend once told me that the, she was sicker than a dog. The kids were out of the house and she f- somehow still found herself watching the kids programs because it made her feel better. Yeah, he's so engaging. You're just like, you want to know what he's saying. You're like, tell me, Josh, what's next, bud? Where's, where's blue? Where's the end? So oh, I can, that made me laugh because it's very relevant to me right now. Um, the, the whole <clears throat> skid scene in their lair, as you call it out, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, mm-hmm. it wasn't until we listened to it again during this, uh, mm-hmm. recap that I heard anything that rolled and, and, um, Stuart said, mm-hmm. cause I was so fixated on Danny and Patrick on the ground there. <laughs> I watched them go around and around and around and, and Patrick blowing the smoke on the train yeah. and Danny loading it up with, with Coke. And then, and then he had a little, like, like a razor blade or something. He was lining up the lines and, <laughs> Jen and I were both laughing, just watching them. Like, Did you and they're Jen? wearing, well, uh, da- uh, uh, Danny's wearing the train hat, the conductor's hat. <laughs> it was hat. amazing. <laughs> I just wanted to watch them all day, figure what they were doing. I'm like, here they go, here they go. That's, that's such an efficient way of doing it. I love Well, it. they so were probably made... doing that for 24 fiscal hours, right. too, right? So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll also echo, 24 calendar hours. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll also echo, I think. Um, Jonesy and Riley uh, were, were real winners in this one. That whole scene where they're 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 getting the Judaism and thing that that killed me. I found myself fixed. I was reading everything on the board, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the one that I kept, I got so smashed to make new Jews. I was dying. <laughs> I read that out loud like multiple times. Oh. Like that's the best thing on that whole board. Yeah. What and was it? This, so it said, if you saw the list of things, uh, yeah. There's like three bullet points he has under. It said, uh, read the um, read the Torah. Something smash to make new Jews was one of the I, do I hella like, mitzvahs. Yeah, do hella mitzvahs. Oh. And I was dying on that. I mean, it's such a brilliant board. But his little description, I was totally engaged in, mm-hmm. in sorry, what was the guy's name who was um uh, Ari or Avi? Avi. Avi, Avi Goldstein. I, yeah. yeah. I I listened to everything he said. I'm like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. Isn't today. he a writer on the show or something? <laughs> he gets a credit for this show. Uh he's also the guy from uh Epic Mealtime. Well. I'm he's not. one of the presenters really? on it. Yeah. He's one of the presenters on Epic Mealtime. Oh, which is like a YouTube series. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. His name is Dan Harush. Yeah. Uh, and he is, as he says, full Jew. <laughs> Schnoz and all. So, and, and <laughs> when he said, well, so then maybe the I crush bacon. Crush mad bacon. Boys. Mad bacon is specific to Epic Mealtime because if you've ever seen Epic Mealtime, no. they crush mad bacon. Oh yeah, they do. They crush. Oh. Ain't, so lots and lots of, of especially North American Jewish people do crush mad bacon. Mm-hmm. I am not one of them, mm-hmm. but that's a personal choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You're not supposed like, to. You're, you're not. Yeah, you're not you're, supposed well, to. In the parlance, you're not exposed to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the other mm. quick comments I'll make. So, yes, I, Tanya, you stole my thunder on that one. I, I was obsessed when Dickens walked in, they cut off his head. I'm like, that's <laughs> brilliant. And I, and I kept thinking, do they do that every time or is this the first time? Because that's the only thing I saw in that scene. And I'm like, that's so smart. So great. It definitely just showed how fucking tall he is. And, mm. and, and I laugh my ass off. <laughs> 
they do it a couple times. This isn't the first, but it is one of the most prominent. Oh, but it's, yeah, so it, it's just like when they do the porch scenes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Wayne, Derry, and Dan are sash on the porch, and you see the railing for the porch go like right through their yeah, yeah. heads they, and like obscuring the bottom half they of their like faces. To, they, they like doing that a lot because they do it in the porch scene, but they also do it in the kitchen too. Sometimes they'll do the yeah. shot from behind the, the counter and the, the, the low hanging ca- yeah, cabinet. You'll see like the cabinets, and it'll cut off part of their. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne will stand and, up, and you'll only yeah, it'll cut him off yeah. and stuff. I yeah. love the highly yeah. intentional shots. It's mm-hmm. just it, it's it almost feels like an error, but it's so right. It, it, it's just well, amazing. okay. So what it is one of those things that you were specifically taught, like capital it not to do. Yeah, in the film school. Thirds. And then and then like when you do it intentionally, then it makes more impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. know. And it, so and you I, catch I, it and you yeah. Yeah, I love this cinematography on this show. <laughs> it's so good. The last comment I'm making is this is kind of going off into what I wanted to see or what I thought was missing from the episode was Glenn uh, doing a mitzvah episode, and maybe this goes on to Victor's comment from last that week about Glenn pa- pasteurized. pasteurized. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's been pasteurized. But, I mean, depasteurized. Depasteurized. Never, yeah. Depasteurized. Either way, unpasteurized. It was I'm trying to give you credit here, Victor. I thought it was a brilliant comment. <laughs> Um, I, I thought there was an opportunity there to see some crossover yeah. and I don't know how they would have done it, but I, I would love to have seen Glenn come in and, and give his take on, on everything. But either way, it was fine. It was fun. Like from a cultural standpoint, that's a bit tetchy. So mm. I'm kind of glad they didn't bring Glenn in on this episode. Okay. So I'm so. going to, I'm just going to go off on a brief t- tangent here, but, but growing up Catholic, I used, you know, <clears throat> I had, uh, this, uh, you know, I had to learn the, the the Old Testament just as well as the New Testament. So I had like one of these Bibles at home that had like pictures in it. And if you can be traumatized by just a picture, there was a picture and it's a drawing. It's not even a photograph, a drawing of Abraham with his son lying on a slab uh, and Abraham with a knife up to his son's throat. And that picture is still burnt in my memory today, <laughs> to this Lord. day, about that story about you know, God telling Abraham that he's got to kill his son. And then, whoop, just kidding. We didn't mean it. Um, but yeah, that picture, uh, it's still to this day. So watching this episode, it brought back that <laughs> the memory of that picture. So uh, maybe maybe that's why I'm not too keen on this one. It kind of traumatized me a bit. <laughs> awesome. What did you think of this episode? All right, let's get into this shit, shall we? Oh, um, how you really feel. We haven't yet. <laughs> no, uh, okay. I genuinely do love the cold open mm-hmm. from this show. Like, I want to make that clear. I think it is fucking hilarious. Not just the beer puns itself, but the premise. Like uh, Victor said, I wish I could see a whole episode of Wayne and Rosie on a double date with Dan and Ellen. I yeah. think that would be great. It's a great idea. I right? wish they hadn't wasted it on a cold open. Yeah. That No. Okay. Correct. That was your point. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> Al. I apologize. <laughs> um, Victor agreed. Like, I did agree. The thing is, right. It's like, um, it's so funny to me that like Dan, well, okay. So, Dan says he just wants to have a regular conversation and then Wayne's like define regular and and it's like so just regular nothing fancy nothing quirky or clever no patterns or devices nothing creative and then they specifically they cannot help themselves both Wayne and Rosie cannot help themselves and they immediately start in on the slew (laughs) 
of beer puns. Mm-hmm. They gave like, them each other just a, a slight little glance and then went you right know, into it. They look right? at each other and they're like, are we going to do this? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. It's fucking on. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You know, that was just that was so fucking perfect. And that is such a friend thing to do, right? It's like, oh, it you is, don't want right? me to do. Like, oh, yeah. Your friend specifically asks you not to do the thing. And then yeah. you look at your significant other like, Let's and immediately it. dig as deep as you can. Take it all the way. Absolutely. <laughs> take it. Take it. Uh, yeah. No. And then again, uh, the line at the end with like Dan, you know, going, you know, um about uh missing one and mm-hmm. Wayne says yeah we a bit of a mix of relief and disbelief that they omitted one and then getting into the red stripe no. <laughs> that, oh. that will never fucking fail to make me laugh that will never fail to make me laugh um one of the things that's interesting about uh Katie and Rosie asserting that dudes who can cook can get it is we genuinely only really see dudes cook on this show, right? Like the cookouts and then there's Tannis. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the one exception. Mm-hmm. We see Katie serving breakfast, but we don't see her cooking it, but we do see Wayne preparing something in the kitchen in series one. Well, and well, wait a second. Gail was making some hot dogs in, in the, the microwave. microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I, forgive me, but I do not classify that as cooking. All right. Heating up Smokies That's in a microwave. Yeah. Mm, nah. My no. 14 year old will be very disappointed to hear that. It's not. I want to experiment and try that now. <laughs> what heating hot dogs Please, in the microwave? Wouldn't they like blow up? Well, yes, they long, would, yeah. and it's nasty, and don't do it. I grew up eating <laughs> eggs in the microwave. Mm. Anyone else have that one? Oh, we tried every when, when, <sighs> micro, when microwaves first what came the out. Fuck? Yeah, we my tried girlfriend's mother stayed yeah, with them, afraid. and she microwaved an egg and with the shell on, and it exploded and hit the ceiling, and yes, it was like, don't do that. Yeah, did. no, it was it was the best story ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> Okay, so like I love the the uh, repeated callbacks to there's a shortage of whatever the fuck should we go? Yeah, so I I was going to bring that up. So that's that's a repeated joke throughout the episode, which I didn't find funny. Like it was interesting, but not funny. I didn't find it funny. I mean, I think it's because it's like it shows how like the zeitgeist gets built in a small town mm-hmm. right so you have one group saying it so you have Raylene Jonesy saying it and then you have Bonnie and Gail saying it and then you have Wayne and company <clears throat> well I I guess really it's just Katie and Derry Derry says there's a shortage of rodeo clowns and then Katie oh, volunteers right. the two clowns that fucking yeah that was the payoff so so yeah, they set it yeah. up for the, the first two for that third payoff which was fine it was just it wasn't super funny it was just whatever it was yeah right like, to me anyway okay. I didn't find it funny but I thought it was fucking funny mm-hmm. um anyway so coach is drunk again already oh, when he comes out on a Sunday morning right? but <laughs> he's such a good drunk he's so yeah yeah Okay, but like, so he calls Riley and Jersey pheasants, and then he immediately walks that back, which is like only the like 
first or second time he's ever apologized. Well, because now they're equals. Ever. Now they're peers. Before he, so he forgot himself, right? He thought he was still their coach. He could apologize call him, for it. But then when he remembered, he's but, like, "Oh, I'm okay." Sorry. And then, and then, right? Like later, he like just he he's going on about how beer league is just for hanging out with the boys, and I'm like, coach just wants to hang with Riley and Jonesy since mm-hmm. fucking when? Like his whole thing with them up to this point has been really, really, really adversarial. And it's not like he's just shitting on players in general while he's a coach. It's been very, very personal Mm -hmm. to them because he has praised, you know, the five headed monster, like Bart, Yorkie, Schultze, Fisky, and Boomtown. Like he's he likes those guys. He has praised Shorzy a lot. He has really specifically only been very, very shitty to Riley and Jonesy. But again, so, when he was their coach, but now they're peers. So now and he's lonely. He's I mean, a lonely even, man. No, no, no. Even when they were peers coaching the women's team, he was super, super, super shitty to them. Mm. Mm. Well, but now that they're, they're on the same team, they're they're hockey players on the same team, right? I mean, okay, but they were coaches on the same team when they were coaching the Shamrockettes. They were gunning for a cup. Yeah. You would think that if they were, if he was gonna be like supportive of them, that would be the time. Well, look, I'm not, I'm not gonna defend this episode. I've already given my rating, or not rating, but but I already said it's a mediocre episode. Yeah. But I, to me, when they were coaching together, he was still head coach, and they, they were still below him. This is the first time uh, this season. Where they're equals, they're peers, they're on the same team. He has he's no position of authority over them, and he's lonely. He's lonely as shit. All he talks about is his dead wife, and he's and, been lonely as shit the entire fucking yeah. time. <laughs> but they, but the last couple of seasons, they have really stressed that. Yeah, like they've ratcheted that up. The, the, the one I can't which episode it was yeah. where he sat at the bar and just <laughs> every other word was barb. Like yeah. he has uh, had some really dark moments the yeah. last couple that, seasons. That was of, series. Eight episode six. Sure, that one, that one. (laughs) But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. He's been extra dark the last couple seasons. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think he's at the point of I'm reaching out for anybody, and if these guys are going to give me even a moment of my time, I will I will grasp on, and they will be my friends, and we will drink and play hockey. Yeah, season ten. I think he's he's in a desperate spot. Season ten will be interesting because he's lost a lot of weight, and I know that that's like. Personally, he lost a lot of weight. So whether they'll try to carry that over to his character and build a story around it, like probably because he's like on a bike exercising with Joint Boy with in, in one fucking of fucking no with fucking Tyson. Yeah, with Tyson, right? So um, yeah, it looks like they are going to play on that. But yeah, up until now, yeah, yeah, yeah I've I have no idea what that's about, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it will be. Anything else? Uh yeah no so it is funny to see Riley and Joji just absolutely swerve coach after that big for attention <laughs> yeah, him, that he makes <clears throat> like completely like, moved on with their yeah, day yeah <laughs> yeah no exactly because like they have made bids for his attention and he's just been like your dog shit fuck you mm-hmm. you know like especially in the Valentine's episode you know that coach would not pay two hundred and fifty dollars to show up to that matchmaking event so Riley and Josie had to have paid for him in an effort to get him out and socializing with other people oh that's a bit of a reach I mean I don't, I don't think know. so. A, a, a reach around, if you will. 
think they would have referenced that if yeah, that's their yeah, angle. I think they would have, yeah. Uh, but like Coach is so clearly not ready to move on from Barb and he is not ready to be seeing other people. No. Somebody had to have like dragged him out to that event. I don't know. And if I anybody think- was gonna do it, it would be Riley and Jonesy because they have spent their entire careers trying to impress this man and trying to get him to like approve of them. That's all Again, they want when is he's, his approval. When he's been in a position of authority, but now that they're peers. He's no longer important to them, so they can just walk away from him and and not acknowledge his his uh yeah yeah. Anyway, can we move on to ratings? Um, let's see. Hold on. Uh, oh yeah, I want to point out. Uh, <sighs> Katie is yet again wearing one one of Wayne's shirts, and then I want to talk a little bit about Avi's whiteboard there. <clears throat> okay. Like. So he's got like this little illustration up in like the top left corner mm-hmm. of like Abraham and then Isaac on the slab. And it's got like a little caption bubble. It says, lol, JK. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> right. And then w- he's got like the pie chart on the bottom where Jews live. And there's one that's a, it's like the uh, Israel is like the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And then the U.S. And then it's got like Canada on one side and it says you are here because he has to like specify that to shit for Riley and Jonesy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then um when he says like old testament is the same shit, kind of, but not really. Like, so there's the old testament, which is the Torah, right? Which is like the five books, and then you got the prophets, which is the Tanakh, but there's also a ton of other shit that we have in our scripture that Christians do not have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do have, we have extra books. We have more books than you do. They didn't make the, old the, Testament, the old, the old Testament is the Coles notes of the Torah. It, yeah. The, tor- is, the Torah is the Snyder cut. The old Testament is the uh, Wheaton, Wheaton uh, cut. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically. And like, just, just for everyone's edification here, mm-hmm. although I expect Victor already knows this Torah is an archery term and it means to hit the target right so like the it, it's the the commandments that you are given in the torah those are like the things you're supposed to do um and and if you if you can get it good for you you know you've hit the target um and, and when you fall short of that that is when you're in sin and that is when you're in like gehinom which is not Jewish hell, okay? Because we don't actually have no hell, yeah. a concept of hell. That's no, not what like that our, is. It's kind of like our performance reviews where we had a <laughs> yeah. target for you. And, exactly. Uh, you know, and we were hoping that you would kind of hit it and mm. really not go. No wonder you loved those But so if you've much. fallen <laughs> short, then you're in a state of sin. Mm-hmm. That's right. So there you go. <clears throat> First on um, plan. <laughs> Oh, and then there's um when he refers to Israel when yeah, and then uh <clears throat> Riley and Josie are having trouble remembering the name of the state of Israel, mm-hmm. and then like Avi kind of fills in for them and goes, That's the guy. <laughs> Except that's not one of the guys that he had previously talked about. Israel is another name for Jacob or Yaakov, which is Abraham's grandson. You know, so that's just that's, that's by the way, my Jewish name is Jacob. Really? You're Jacob? What's Elisheva? Jacob? You're a Jacob? Yes. Jacob. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob Smirnoff? Uh, no. 
no, okay. And then so like Raish is kind of a funny pun, right? So like he's referring to Raish is short for ratio, mm-hmm. but it's also the 20th letter of the Aleph Beit. Uh, um, and it's got a well, that's where English people get that term. Again, you borrowed it from us. No, we didn't borrow, we appropriated it. <clears throat> That's what we do. Okay, fair. Yeah, you stole it. Um, stole it. But so, Raish is, is the twentieth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It's got a numerical value of two hundred, and it's got a couple of different meanings. Like if you use the word Raish in Hebrew, it can mean like poor, as in like destitute, but it can also mean evil, and it also refers to like the body part, the head. Okay. So there you go. Heads are evil. And then I knew heads were evil. No, no, it's a completely separate meaning. It's that's, very symbolic. That's why I always say tails. To, yes. I, I would have to like run an entire fucking class on Midrash to. Okay, explain please don't. Shit. We're going to run long gonna, if we do that. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, and my last thing here mm-hmm. is like, I love the fact that that Avi refers to like the little kids, the Timbits as bagel bites. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, I missed that. That is a yeah. good one. Okay, that's uh, yeah, yeah. I'll give him. Um, and then like my personal headcanon is like the team, the Timbits team for mm-hmm. Letterkenny is called the Goslings. Because of gooses, because they're little gooses. Yeah, gooses and then oh, goslings. Okay, yeah. all right. Missed and then that. also, I want to know a little bit why the fuck number A, like why the fuck do Riley and Josie have a no repeats policy? Number oh. B, why haven't they already hit up all the milfs in the area? Like mm. explain well, they, this. They weren't shit. thinking milfs because milfs aren't generally mm. on those dating apps. So they... you would be surprised. All right, let's let's move on. I'm gonna gonna <laughs> move on. To ratings, and I'm going to give my rating first because I'm first in line. And this is absolutely right down the middle clearance. Uh, like I said before, nothing horrible about this episode, nothing that made it stand out. It's just a straight down the middle clearance. Victor? It's a clearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it is. There's, there's really, it's hard to argue one way or the other. Right. Tanya? It's a fresh. I, uh, there was too much good stuff, like, too much good stuff. <laughs> you 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 misunderstood the episode, but it's all right. <laughs> now now, Victor, her ratings are rating. Okay, cool. Uh, Matt, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. It's it's a right down the middle clearance. It was uh, there was enough fun to keep me engaged, but nothing that blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel like that's because this... you didn't go to a day camp or so sleepaway camp. <laughs> yeah, right. You didn't go to <laughs> I was only Hello, recently made an honorary right. one. So. so why is sleep... you still haven't fucking been? Why is sleepaway camp such a Jewish thing, though? Why? Because a they... lot of us go to like normal, like English school, right? Okay. And, and we don't get a whole lot of Jewish education. Oh, okay, in okay, school. that makes sense. What did they say? Point right. one percent of the population. It was very two, little. Two percent. Point oh two. Yeah, like yeah. point two percent. So that's why they have sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that yeah. that makes a little bit more sense. I mean, I I got to smash to make new Jews. I went to Port. Yeah, point oh two. So was it was it Jewish based though? Like was it like learn about the 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 Torah, Torah and and I mean. So and yeah, blowies. there's like Learn some tor- religious. It's all Torah and blowies. Some religious <laughs> elements, but like, so in Oakland, we also have like the the Children's Hebrew Day School, which is like a religious school mm-hmm. for Jews. You know, it's like going to Catholic school. Sure, but it's like one of like maybe like thirty in the whole country. Mm-hmm. 
So because we have number A, a large enough Jewish population to support it. And number B, like it's really hard to get accreditation in California. So so was it specific though for Jewish kids? Like if you yeah. were a non-Jew, could you go so if to you, that if, camp? Yeah, if you were non if you were I mean, a, if you a, were a a fe- not Jewish, it's really, 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 really okay. hard to get in. If you were a but, female goy, but you wanted to get really good at blowies, were you would you be able to get to get into this sleep? No, this is a good question. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, no. Question answered. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> awesome. What do you what rating do you give this? So this is a very low fresh for me. Oh, it's still made fresh though. All right. Interesting. Because like, first of all, Jews don't get very good representation in television, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people would say, but Jews own TV in the media. It's like, no, first of all, fuck you. That's Mm anti-Semitic and that's stereotype. And secondly, like, a lot of the representation that we do get is very based in very negative stereotypes. Right. So to see Abby being in the role of an educator and like giving um, a baseline understanding yeah, and you Riley know. and Jonesy sitting there lapping it up like they're they're naturally they're they're yeah. honestly curious about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's nice. And I really enjoyed that. Like, so yeah, it's very like Ashkenazi specific, mm-hmm. which I'm not Ashkenazi, I'm Sephardic. Um, I, I really appreciated Abby saying, So do you think all Jews are exactly the same? Because mm-hmm. no, we're not. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of diversity, even though we're a very, very small percentage of the world population. It's great to see that, like, that's even acknowledged that we're not like a monolith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's super nice. That's cool. Um, and, and, and I mean, so I'll quickly say, I mean, and I, and I, not that I know a lot of Jewish people very personally, but I can, I definitely can understand there's a very wide degree of, of I mean, even mm-hmm. to the degree of which faith is there. Like, you have this extreme Orthodox side, and then is that, I mean, if I'm getting this wrong, correct me, but then sort of general practice side. Uh, I mean, I live down the street from um, Young and or Bathurst, which is sitting a uh, street in Toronto, Northern Bathurst is heavily Jewish population. It's mm-hmm. a, very, or, you, very orthodox, very orthodox. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I personally am not very orthodox. Uh, I tend to fall more in line with like the, the, uh, humanist perspective mm-hmm. which like so judaism like is an ethno religion which means like you can be ethnically jewish and religiously jewish um and there are even religious sects of judaism which do not acknowledge like god as like the supreme being right like there isn't really a god judaism is a set of rules that we live by it's a philosophy Mm -hmm. rather than you know any anything divine with like a capital d Mm -hmm. so like i'm an atheist but i'm still jewish interesting (laughs) yeah but that's but that's a made up but that's a made up thing it's it's not something that that goes back to, to you know to the ancient times that wasn't the idea right that's that's, I mean, that's, okay, that's yeah. an, evolu- so it's like, it's an evolution right it's it, it yeah 
but like most of Jewish culture today is based in Jewish scholarship, which isn't necessarily divinely inspired the way that Christians take the the scripture to be divinely inspired. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I but Christianity's gone through the same thing. I mean, like ninety percent of just ninety percent. 90% of what, what is, I, you know, I should be careful with what I say here, but a lot because it's really any religion, but 90% of what, what, what we know as Christianity's day has been made up uh, since it, it wasn't, that wasn't the idea. Like the every, original, any, whether, yeah. whether you're talking about Christmas trees, where you're talking about Christmas, none of this stuff mm-hmm. came from the Bible. This mm-hmm. is, you know what I mean? Yeah, this no, in fact, been, like been Isaiah 56 specifically prohibits Christmas trees. Do not. Mm-hmm bring a tree into your home and decorate it in silver and gold like the pagans do. Like yeah, you guys yeah, are yeah. specifically <laughs> prohibited from doing that. Yeah, but but uh, Judaism isn't again, there's a lot of modern Judaism is is not that different from modern day Christianity. It's evolved through time to be to to kind of evolve with the times and 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 give your give the ability to kind of live a certain way of life without having to say that there's some you know a unicorn in the sky that's making it all happen right right um my my thing with that though is like um like so even even atheistic judaism is more conservative than like say reform judaism and by conservative i don't mean like capital c conservative like tories or or the gop i mean like through thousands of years of judaic scholarship this is the way that this group of rabbis has decided that is the the closest way that you can adhere to the torah right all right we're gonna move on just because we're getting away from the paid content yeah here, which yeah is, this uh, is kind of off topic <laughs> letter kenny sorry i, I think uh you know we we'll save it for the after show we need some some fun mm. stuff for the after show um Let's uh, move on to top fives here. This doesn't make this is going to be quick. It doesn't make my top five. Victor? No. Tanya? No. No. Matt? Or no. Uh, awesome. Does this? Uh, no. No. All right. No. Cool. All right. So we'll move on to MVPs quickly. So my MVP, and I was just going to give it to Jonesy, but I, I feel like, I mean, these, they're, they're a pair. They're one person. So I'm going to give it to both Riley and Jonesy. Jonesy delivered the line. Okay the line of the uh, episode, but the, both of them had some of the best scenes, the funniest scenes of the episode. So I'm going to give it to them for sure. Uh, Victor, what about you? I will disagree with you though. Mm-hmm. I will agree that it, it should go to a pair and mm-hmm. the pair are Danny and Patrick because they killed it this episode. <laughs> it was the best, easily the best scene in the episode and they teamed up uh, like master and commander. And my goodness, did they, uh, did they achieve uh, Figures. greatness? Figures yeah. the train, the model train would have, uh, would, would have, uh, I heard a train whistle at some point was, is, was somebody blowing the train no, whistle? The, the, the model train had it a whistle. Oh, yeah. I thought one of them had like one of those wooden oh, whistle, uh, train whistles. Not that I saw. I think it was from the train. Oh. What about you? What, what who do you give the, uh, you for? took the words out of my mouth, Alan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was absolutely Riley and Jonesy, the pair of them, they, they, they sync up and they share a brain and uh, yeah, they, they both get the vote. And they learned something new. Uh, Matt, what about you? <laughs> so it's funny. We're actually all pretty aligned tonight mm-hmm. uh, with the thought that I, my initial reaction was Danny and Patrick and I don't even <laughs> like trains, but that scene, <laughs> they just, I, I, I did not hear a single word being said, but I will give a very strong honorable mention to Riley and Jonesy because I loved everything about that. I thought their lines were great. I, I liked their 
general interest and and genuine like tell us let us help like help us i, I loved it. i thought they played a really cool po- uh, part in this entire episode mm-hmm. so yeah those that that's a double a double there okay no, you you oh. you doubled on the double no, uh, it, it, quadruple. Danny, Danny, and yeah. Patrick are his MVP, oh, but okay. a runner-up would have been uh, oh, gotcha, honorable gotcha. mention uh, or honorable. honorable uh, mention. Okay, awesome. Uh, it's, it's it's just a double. I thought double. you were double dipping. Awesome. No. How about you? I'm I'm giving the MVP to Avi. He okay. like was willing to take on those two nutsacks and take them under his wing and <laughs> teach them, them the well. shit they he needed. Sacrificed to know. his race for them. Yes, that's right. That's, no, yeah. and like he was like at several points in his presentation they like gave answers and he's you can see it in his face and he's still mm-hmm. like you know what close enough yeah, yeah i'll yeah. give it to you <laughs> right. very good okay moving on so uh to seeing the future now uh, awesome you and i are disqualified from this victor what do you want to see uh, we've got what is this episode five what, four four this is episode four there's uh uh four more to go three more to go Three more yeah, episodes. Three more what do you go. want to see for the end of this That's episode? It? Three yeah. more for for season yep. nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I want to see them expand the layout of that train set. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, of course you fucking do. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Um, Tanya. Anything that's not train related here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, just more like what's going to happen with this relationship with Squirrely Dan and uh, Alan. as well as the relationship with Gail and uh, Dickskin. Dickskin. And uh, Dickens. Yeah, I, I'm. In, I'm still enjoying. I, I, I'm still. I'm mesmerized by by uh, Gail <laughs> and and uh, Wayne. Uh, yeah, just the relationships. Like to see uh, what's going to happen with them all. All right, Matt. Yeah, this this whole season is very. Um, I mean, we got we got on tone there for a couple of seasons where we had a bit of a story. This one doesn't really have no. any defined stories You're for right. me, yeah. so I really have no clue where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree. I think there's a lot of relationships going on. They they that seems to be okay, it's a very consistent theme for Letterkenny since back to season one, right? Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of relationship stuff going on. So I don't know. I mean, I I like the Dickens and Gale. I don't think it'll blossom into any big story but if they did cool i mm-hmm. i really i don't have a good answer for you yeah just don't okay uh moving on uh there are no listener comments this week um but i oh. do want to talk about just quickly about some last week in our episode we dissected the uh the trailer that came out uh but uh you know those of you who weren't on the the after show afterwards didn't see we actually played the trailer and went like like 50% speed and went screen by screen on the trailer. And there was something interesting that, that came out that I really want to talk about. The scene or the, the, the screenshot with the dicks. We're all excited. There's going to be a dick episode uh, in season 10. And in that, in that screenshot, we see Noah. We see uh, um, his wife, uh, Anita. And, and we see um, what I think is one of their daughters. And it looks like, and awesome, you know, back me up on this. It looks like she's got a baby bump. She does not have a baby bump. Are you she sure? just has a tummy. I am sure. Okay. Yeah, you can't go throwing out accusations like that. I don't know. That looked like more than a tummy. It's just a tummy. No. Okay. If it's not completely protruding. The Mennonite where the girls are thick. 
Okay. I will. I will bring You're up the only thick broads uh, on this you, fucking show. I'll bring up a screenshot you and show you guys later. There's, there's no. at least th- there's at least three Three's Company's episodes that should have taught you yeah. that you should not make. Okay. Tread carefully, my friend. You I got don't. excited because no. how great would this storyline be? She's pregnant. Happened during the the rum springer, and one of Riley and Jonesy are the father. Oh, I can't see that. That's like your. You can't see that. Either I can see that one or both of Riley. It, it she's that carrying looks like a bump. It is a bump. That looks like a bump. She's carrying like twins and one of each. No. One okay, of, bring so up Riley. the screenshot. The I want to see this. The one holding the milk. The one holding the milk. Yes. ready to feed the baby. Yeah, you gotta share your screen. Oh boy, because I, I, I can't see what you're I, fucking it's my, talking it's about. It's my cell phone. Uh, okay, so uh, j- but throw it on the. Okay, you okay. guys vamp while I bring it up. So talk to talk about something. Go ahead, Austin. Talk about something. Well, I we can always make this part I, of the. Yeah, no, I genuinely do not think that they're going to have any pregnancy complication storylines simply because number A, they've already fucking gone to that well. It's tapped out. No, they went to the well uh, on like about the abortion. But this one here, she's going to keep it because she's a Mennonite. And it's going to she's it's one of each one of them's Riley's and one of them's Jonesy. It would be perfect because they're one person. Dude, there's no old people. There's no babies. Series 10 would have been two years after series six because there's been two intervening winters. If she's pregnant, it's not not fucking Riley or Jonesy. That's not fun. Yeah. No. I like this idea, though. It would be so yeah, much the, fun. Ti- but the timeline is not real in letter. Yeah, I so mean, it could be. That- we, we could have some fun with this. No. That's Don't too fucking, far. No, no, we're not doing this. Because if I entertain this shit, then I have to entertain the fact that a lot of people think that Mary Fred is pregnant with Wayne's baby. And I'm like, no. Bitch, can you not count? Well, I hope they don't go there. But I, I'd, I'd love to see this, this storyline if it happened. Where the hell is it? I'm looking that would mean that Riley and Jonesy smashed one of the Mennonite broads after her gap year. And I don't think that's on the table. I just don't. Oh, oh man. I keep on missing it. There it is. Oh. Wait, okay. Fucking. There it is. Stop. I keep. Okay. She's not to get it. fucking pregnant and you are reaching like you should warm up and stretch before you reach that far. Cause you're going to pull something. All right. Share the screen. And okay, look at that, Tanya. I know I'm not supposed to assume a woman's pregnant. Everyone listening home, this is this is. Good. I know this is horrible <laughs> no. for podcasting. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that's not a baby bump. That's just her being a little thick. That's no, no. But she doesn't. Look, no, look, she's, that's she's, a bump. Got, she's got those dainty wrists. <laughs> this is so and she's got that yeah. thick bump. Like she doesn't the, look like she's generally bigger to have like a that, belly that, like that, that. That lady standing next to her in the pink, she's thick. That's well, that's pink. that's Lavina. But, but the, yeah, that's well, Lavina. Yeah. That's I know who it is, but the chastity. point remains. Yes, but no. but no, that is a that is a bump, and and she's got the. She's got the baby milk. The milk that's involved. Well, it's just milk. milk. It's not anyway. It's milk. When, when I see that is that is cow milk, man. <laughs> no, that's yes. cow's milk. Okay. No, no well, obviously it's cow's milk, but the but the Look, point is it's symbolic. It's, it's listen, symbolism. Listen, listen, listen. Even if the actress is pregnant, that does not mean the character is pregnant. I yeah. know, but how whoa, fun whoa. would that story whoa, be? Wait a second. How fun You're would that story be? You're not wrong there, but they would. But uh, t- like casting directors are smart enough to know. 
Don't yeah. do something like that. Don't hire okay, hold on. Well, I mean, anyone in that situation. They, they, no, no, okay. If, the the if matchmaker in Valentine's pregnant, that's Day. That's like a four months yeah. pregnant. The, kind of the matchmaker right, in Valentine's Day. She could have gotten the role before she got knocked up. <laughs> the matchmaker in Valentine's Day was pregnant and they didn't mention it at all. So, But it, but yeah. it was irrelevant to the story Exa- overall. You're right. You're right. I'm just saying so, I got excited at the prospect of that potential storyline. I think that would be a fun, fun storyline. I'm with you, man. I yes. love that idea. That sounds that is not how Lenny Jonesy, ergo the bump. No. Yeah. Or they're going to feel because they're going to freak out and think it is there. Listen, if we're going to have an honest to God pregnancy resulting in kids storyline, I want to know what the actual fuck is up with Shorzy claiming to have knocked up Riley and Jonesy's mums. There's that. Let's resolve too. that. I don't worse. remember that. That, that maybe that'll that lead means- to his banishment from Letterkenny, and and then uh, you know. When did that happen? Uh, did I miss something? Series when, seven. Yeah, when they were after they won the championship, Riley and Jonesy are up and uh, uh, then their bleachers looking down at the empty arena, and they're and they're they're getting all misty eyed at at the fact that they just won a ship, and then each one of them individually gets a text or yeah from their moms. From ask, their mums asking, asking where Shorzy is. And then in series seven, Shorzy claims to have knocked up both Riley and Jonesy's moms after taking him to um the fucking um what's it with the the knights? Medieval times. Medieval times, right. yeah. Yes. So, but that okay. I mean, that might be an interesting storyline. I find this one a lot more compelling. But anyway, again, they never follow up with their storylines no, yeah, really but, anyway. But so, that would be so it, w- much fun. it would be a complete and utter reach if they went. I mean, in I, that direction. Okay, so like, Shorzy started chirping Riley and Jonesy about sleeping with their moms. Oh yeah. In series three, and then like in series five, we see that pay off, and mm-hmm. in series seven, that escalates. Mm-hmm. So you know, when we didn't get another payoff in series nine, I'm like, oh, are right. we? What what what's going on here? Mm-hmm. I would love to see a payoff in series ten or eleven, even. Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe we'll story. get it. I mean, maybe that's why he gets banished from Letterkenny. Who knows? Uh, all right, we're we're. Uh, you know, approaching uh, 90, 90 minutes here. So let's, uh, let's end this off with uh, final comments and I'm going to start cause I'm at the top of the list. Awesome. Once again, as always, awesome job. You brought the Thank knowledge you. tonight. I mean, you were the perfect person for this episode because, uh, uh, Victor, you know, I try. Victor doesn't know anything about Judaism. So, uh, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> oh, oh, Matt he, only he knows at least as much as I do. I know Matt only found out he was Jewish last I don't week. Know. <laughs> Victor, did you know it was a minion for a group of 10 of Jewish people? Uh, you know, I, I, I know my stuff, okay. uh, you know, but did you know it can... was a minion for 10 people? <laughs> I, 10 yes, Jewish and, people. I, and I also knew that it wasn't a yellow uh, uh, pill or whatever those things are. <laughs> a yellow pill. Yeah, exactly. The right. minions, the movie. Oh, okay. Yellow minions. I should have known to go abstract with Victor. All right. Anyway, thank you, Awesome, for coming on tonight. You're the perfect person to have on here. Uh, once again, happy sab- Sabbath. Um, and uh, Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I love how, how you were Shabbat, like Shabbat, ah, Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat, yeah. Shabbat Shalom, and thank you for and uh, you know Happy Black Friday, um, yeah, Victor. 
Uh, yeah, awesome. You brought the juice clues. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, and, the juice clues. And, and I'm guessing you're getting ready for Hanukkah as well, because that's just around the corner. Oh, yeah. Um, we're having our fry up on fucking Sunday night. But yeah, yeah. There you go. Anyway, uh, same, same, same as usual. You, you were, you were terrific tonight. Um, so always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, yeah, uh, over to you, Matt. Or Tanya. Or whatever. <laughs> okay. oh. I'm the host. <laughs> oh, you're just stepping on all kinds of feet there, aren't you? Ooh. Too excited about those trains. Uh, awesome. It was such a pleasure to, to see you again. Uh, always, always fun hanging out with you. Uh, Shabbat Shalom. Did ah, I do it? Very good. Way to make go. me look bad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt. Yeah, I mean, I was happy. Awesome. Always a pleasure. I'm glad I made it through a full episode with you here this time. <laughs> oh, um, right. You're right. You didn't lose your shit. You didn't lose your shit this time. <laughs> but there was we're literally <laughs> questionable meat later earlier today. So I was like, oh, but uh, no, we made it. We're good. Uh, I got to stop eating risky. But yes, you should. Uh, <laughs> if you have to ask the question, is this okay? Then you shouldn't eat it. Yeah. Especially on game night. The yeah, fuck? On game night. Exactly. I like to eat. <laughs> I like to eat too, but bitch, I did not eat straight meat tonight. Straight <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's always a pleasure having so much fun. Yeah. You brought the knowledge. This was an interesting one for me. Um, yeah. Because again, I'm definitely learning. I, I personally have never been drawn to religion. It's I, I don't follow any. And that that's, my choice, mm-hmm. but I'm always interested. I, I'm like, there's yeah. a lot going on and this is one of the, I don't really dove into it. So I, I learned a couple of things. Um, it's just, it was a fun one. So I'm glad that I was thankful you're here to, to open some of that life for me. Thank All you. right. Bye awesome. Night. Awesome. Well, uh, I, I very much enjoy being on the produce stand as always. Um, I'm glad to be able to like edify you guys a little bit. <laughs> I hope to see everyone on the zoom at the after party in you know a couple of minutes mm-hmm. i do need a little bit of a break because i have in fact killed an entire bottle of wine in the Ooh. course of this conversation yeah. girl. well done <laughs> that a girl mazel tov <laughs> <laughs> fucking great for All you right. yes. cab. there you go i'm going to play us off here with a song from this episode called slip away by the favors we'll let this one marinate for a second and once it loads up I should have really loaded this up by now. Here we go. Yeah. One job. Yes, one job. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we will be joined by Chad. What? You don't hear? Oh, I'm not sharing my audio. When I stopped sharing my screen, I stopped sharing my audio. Oh, you're gonna oh, actually have to do like some legit editing tonight, okay? No, no editing. I don't like editing. You know, I don't like editing. Well, it's a Victor, great song. Victor You'll have to take my word for it. It's a great song. Loves music. Oh, there it is. It's a really take good two. song. No, no, take two. It hasn't stopped playing. You guys are just take stuck. two. <laughs> 
All right, here we go. That's all we have for this episode. Next week, we will be joined by Chad to review and recap episode five of season nine, Sleepover. Don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love. They are at diabolicalcoffee.com. Right now, you can use the promo code PRODUSTAN for 10% off any purchase from their site. Uh, If you'd like to support this podcast, rate us on iTunes, become a patron. There's a Patreon link on our site or Twitter profile at PRODUSTANPOD. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at PRODUSTANPOD. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to have some brunch followed by the movie Twister and maybe a nap. On behalf of Awesome, Matt, Victor, and Tanya, and myself, thank you for listening. Have a great week. Slip away time